Welcome back to another episode of the Movie Place Podcast with Rick and Jeff. I'm Rick. And I'm Jeff. And today, Jeff, we're we're finally here. We're to the end of our decade series where we give out a best movie of every single year in the decade and the best movie you never heard of. Now, you might be saying, hey, guys, 2017 is in the end of the decade. But we've already done 2018 as a top 10 list, and you can find that on our feed. And 2019, we'll do a top 10 at the end of the year. Spoilers, number one's Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Definitely. But, I'm nodding right now, by the way. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, for people watching, they get it. For well, I mean, we're not recording this, but there could be people watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hi, FBI agent. <laughs> Let's start this off. Jeff, the movie I'm going to pick as my favorite movie from this year, not only is my favorite movie of 2017, not only is it my favorite movie of the decade, not only is it my favorite movie of the millennium, it might be my favorite movie of all time. I'm talking about Blade Runner 2049, uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve, who might be my favorite director that's currently working. Starring Harrison Ford as a retired Blade Runner and Ryan Gosling as a Blade Runner in the year 2049. Yeah, for the record, Rick was not exaggerating. I watched this with him and then afterwards he said, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) It was like watching the sunrise for the first time. (laughs) Two years in a row, I picked the almost three hour movie, right? Well, I guess with Avengers Endgame, we're going like three for three. But Blade Runner 2049, yes, it's long, but it's captivating. And this is the movie that gave Roger Deakin his well-deserved, long-overdue Oscar for Best Cinematography. And it's just a beautiful movie, a moving story. Every single character has a purpose. I'm speaking of this as someone who appreciates the original Blade Runner, but it took me a while to appreciate it, going to Blade Runner 2049, which is my favorite movie ever. I think a reason that this movie didn't perform well at the box office is probably because people went back to watch the original Blade Runner, and yes, it's brilliant and it's groundbreaking, but it's also uh, very confusing and very boring. And all those things can simultaneously exist in a masterpiece. And you can watch Blade Runner 2049 without watching the original Blade Runner. Although I believe that if you do watch 2049, you'll be motivated to watch Ridley Scott's classic. Nah, dude. Watch the original first. Come on. <laughs> Theatrical cut? I don't care. Just <laughs> come on, watch the original. You can't watch two before you watch one. That's against the rules. Just watch one and then two. You have the time. Blade Runner's a great series. Just freaking watch it. Well, with Star Wars, we started episode four and we were fine. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no episode one, two, and three. <laughs> so 
episode four? You mean episode one? A New Hope? That's episode one, dude. Why is the Force Awakens episode seven then? Because they don't know math. <laughs> but yeah, back to Blade Runner. I cannot stress this enough. I absolutely adore this movie. And it's just absolutely beautiful. And it's given us some of the best screenshots of ever. If you follow one perfect shot, you can fill every frame of Blade Runner 2049 with it. And it, it just has so many low deep cuts. If you watch the movie over and over again, like K, like Ryan Gosling's character K's obsession with Elvis and how it plays when he meets Harrison Ford in Las Vegas, and all the answer, all the questions it answers, and all the things it says about humanity. And I think the Neville Neuve made a amazing masterpiece, and he followed up on masterpiece to do it and i think this movie is criminally underseen yeah honestly you can just take a screenshot of any frame in this movie and you can have it as your desktop background it is so good it is so beautiful the cinematography is it's like it's nothing you've ever seen yeah so jeff i just talked about my favorite movie of all time how are you going to follow that up? I'll tell you about my favorite movie of 2017. How about that? Okay. All what right. movie is it? The Big Sick. Oh, damn it. That's a good one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is starring Kamal Nagiani uh, and Zoe Kaz- is it Kazan or Kazan? Kazan. Kazan. Uh, you know Ray Romano from Everyone Loves Raymond. Um, anyway, it's the real life. Yeah, Holy Hunter. You're yeah. just going to skip over Holy Hunter? Uh all right, fine. <laughs> Holly Hunter. So, yeah, it's the real-life story of how Kumal Nanjiani met his real-life wife, Emily Gordon, mm-hmm. and the cultural problems that they had coming from different cultures. Right. And the mental and emotional journey they had to go through when she falls sick into a coma. Right. And they have to deal with the possibility of the love of his life dying and not dying right. as she comes back. He, spoiler! Spoilers. Spoiler! <laughs> he's still married to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we talked about how comedy writers are so great for dramas because they know what makes people tick. And Kumail Nanjiani just gets it and especially he understands what it's like to be a millennial minority in this world in america and this movie captures that perfectly and you can't separate those two millennial and minority those are two interlinked experiences if you belong in that group and kumail nanjiani along with people like anziz ansari really do capture the uh, heart and soul of what it's like to be in that situation with their art. Yeah, there are moments of humanity. There are moments of hilarity. It's just really, really well written and really well made and really well acted. It's mm-hmm. it's a movie you really have to watch. That's your favorite joke of the year, right? What's my favorite joke of the year? Um, Jeff, what's your opinion on 9-11? Because you've never talked to anyone about it before, right? 
that's in the trailers yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, again, like that's. I feel like that's a joke that would only fly if a minority told it. Right, right. White people, you can't use it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Rick. Well, what... you can do the Ray Romano part. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just find a minority friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, find a person of color friend. Because in some areas, white people are minorities now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, Rick, what is your favorite obscure movie from 2017? Okay. I know people haven't heard this one. I'm talking about Raw. Here's the genre for Raw. It's a French cannibal college coming-of-age family drama. You know, the the genre that the French do so well. It, it, it's about it's about a girl entering college in freshman year in France and she begins discovering things about herself. In this case, it's cannibalism, but it's a, it, it's a very metaphorical movie. And yes, you will have to do some reading unless you understand French. But... Oui, oui, oui. <laughs> but it's such a stark movie and it's so different from anything else you're gonna watch and if it speaks to you like it spoke to me it hit you really hard and it goes even beyond shock factor to family drama and to family dynamics and really w- and honestly, it might be the best coming of age movie of of the decade and a movie where we gotten things like Booksmart and Edge of Seventeen. So it, go check this movie out. If you watch Raw and you talk about it, it'll make you seem really hip and really cool because you watch the you watch an off kilter French movie and that always impresses people. Yeah, that's why I took French in high school. I wanted to look classy and impress people. I'm just joking. I'm not joking. Anyway, uh, yeah, I saw this movie, and it's good. It's good. Though it was a little hard for me to handle at times because mm. I cannot really stand too much blood. Um, Like, the worst scene ever is Black Hawk Down where they extract that bullet. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, And I found the cannibalism a little... Uh, visceral and i was very why right right why right i was like visibly uncomfortable and kind of lightheaded when i saw it what's wrong with a little casual cannibalism but it's good uh if you're not squeamish i go i recommend you go (laughs) take a look that's true it it's not a movie i would recommend to everyone but only to really cool people i'm cool you speak french right oui 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 there you go all right, so my favorite obscure movie from 2017 is Mudbound. An Oscar nominee. A Netflix movie. Yeah, so you can't say that you have no access to this movie because it's on Netflix. Yeah, you have access to a Netflix password, right? Of course you do. <laughs> so it stars Carrie Mulligan, Garrett Hedlund, Jason Clark, Jason Mitchell... Jonathan Banks, who you might remember as Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad, and Mary J. Blige. So it's about World War II veterans, black and white, 
and they go back to the South after the war and they experience or I guess re-experience how racism works there Mm -hmm. and the stark contrast to their combat experience in Europe. It's it's really good. It's it might be a little Oscar baity. Oh, that yeah, that was if I had the issue with it, that was my main issue with it. Yeah, if you watch the trailer, you'll know what kind of movie it is. And yes, it is a little Oscar baity, but it is so good. The dialogue is really well written, which makes sense because it's it's a book too. It's adapted from a book. Uh, dialogue is really well written, and it's it's really well acted. And I cannot emphasize how good this is, but <laughs> nobody else has seen it. So, I mean, give it a shot. You'll like it's it. It's on Netflix. What could you lose? Yeah, I mean... Personally, I would go over to Amazon Prime and watch The Big Sick, but up to you. <laughs> watch them both. <laughs> They're both great. Yeah, and I'm sure you can find Raw on some hip French streaming website, right? Yeah, Le Croissant. Yeah. <laughs> So, at this point, we're all caught up. We're heading full speed ahead into Oscar season and to keep up with all those movies and your favorite award season. Because if you do, you'll have a head start on everyone else in your Oscar pool. Keep it tuned into the movie place. You can find us almost everywhere you can find podcasts iTunes, Stitcher. SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud, Overcast. And give us a five-star review wherever you can. Until next time. Happy viewing. <laughs>